Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, the 29th of July. You are in the gymnasium, and we have a lot to get to. Big news this week. Preseason football, back at it. Camps opened up across the league. We'll be talking about some big signings in the NFL, as well as some baseball news with the Rays. The number here, 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com allows you to shoot us an email. If it's any good, you make it out on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter. If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865. 800-291-2865. 800-291-2865. That's 800-291-2865. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Are you ready for some football? Yes, the Bucks are back in town. They're at preseason, at their camp in 100-degree heat, getting ready, hoping to avoid any injuries and get ready for the season. And it's going to be the first season uh, without number 12, Tom Brady here in a couple years. Um, seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback is no longer a member of the Bucks. He retired, allegedly, again. So uh, we're going to be talking about a new quarterback this year. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Kyle Trask? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? That's going to be the biggest question, I think, as we head into the season. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it's going to be Bakers to lose. However, from the first couple of days when camp started here on Wednesday, all accounts are that Trask is looking good. He he cuts some weight. He's making some good decisions. But of course, it's so early. And I think that when you look at uh, what both players have to do, you're going to have to look to see who's around them. And you're talking about a quarterback. They do have some tools and weapons. They have Mike Evans, of course, Chris Godwin. Uh, so, you know, when you get those guys on your team, it kind of makes your job a little bit easier. Now, I want to talk about Mayfield a little bit. Uh, he did lead the Browns to their first playoff win in 25 years. Uh, he's on his fourth team since entering the league back in 2018, I think it was. And this is probably his last shot as a starter. And I think uh, from all accounts, he does look healthy. Looks like he's ready to go. I think they're taking and buying into the new coordinator, Dave Canales' new offense. And like I said, with all accounts, it should be his job to lose. I think that he is doing what he needs to do so far, from what I hear, to win over the locker room. Uh, him and a bunch of players are been seen on some dinner, some baseball games, hockey games, boating trips, etc. So what's going to really be the, 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 
determining factor with him is his ability to cut down on the interceptions. Um, that's been his Achilles heel, if you will. And I think that if he's able to do that, I, I think that he's going to be able to go out there and, and take over the job. And do I think he's going to be the, the, the end-all answer to the Bucks winning this season? No. he's A lot of times you say a quarterback has to go out there and not lose the game for the team to win. And I do think that's true in a lot of cases. However, he's going to need a quarterback at some point during the season, during a game, where that same quarterback is going to have to go out there and lead the team to victory. Uh, whether it's the end of the game, whether it's the, the, the end of the first half, whatever it may be, two-minute offense, uh, coming back from a deficit, all those things the Bucks have been used to doing in, to be in those positions over the last couple years, and they had Brady at the helm, uh, knowing that he's quite capable of going out there and leading his team to victory. It didn't always happen, as you know, but I, I do think that it's important for a team to believe in themselves, believe in their quarterback to be able to lead them down the field and score when they have to. So I think it's going to be an interesting battle. You do have another bat. I think the kicker is a, you know, prime example of what you need to have a lot of these games come down to a, a kick maybe a missed extra point whatever it might be but we do have a legitimate kicking battle here in camp um you know, last season, of course, Ryan Suckup. Now, now we have Chase McLaughlin. Put him into the into the mix. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, forty-seven regular season games. McLaughlin's got a seventy-eight percent field goal average. Uh, 81% rate from kicks 50 yards or further. That really jumps out. He also has a career long of 57 yards. Blankenship, 24 regular season games. He made 47 of 56 kicks with 15 of 19 from 40 yards and beyond. So what's interesting, though, uh, no, 40 yards or beyond, his percentage is better than McLaughlin. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Um, I think another point of concern with this team is the secondary. I know we've talked about that last year on multiple occasions. Um, we did lose Sean Murphy bunting and uh, we did lose Mike Edwards and Keanu Neal in free agency while opting not to re-sign Logan Ryan. We did sign Ryan Neal, however, and you know you put him with Antoine Winfield Jr. Didn't see what happens. The nickelback role is gonna be open. We have Dee Delaney, Zion McCollum, and a couple rookies out there with Josh Hayes and Christian Zian challenging for that role. So uh, three of the four safeties competing for backup roles. Um, Nolan Ryan is out there. So given the past history of Todd Bowles using a lot of sub packages and of course you're going to have injuries at that position during the year for one reason or another I think you're going to have a um of uh, a need to have this group strong from top to bottom. So that's going to be a challenge. And I think that the right side of the offensive line right now is also going to be um, something of a concern for the Bucks. Uh, remember Ryan Jensen last year? He wasn't able to go out there and play because he got injured in preseason. So I think that when you go out there, you have Tristan Worfs along with Ryan Jensen. You need 
need to make sure that we shore up that offensive line so that we can protect no matter who the quarterback is going to be, whether it's going to be Mayfield or Trask. Either way, um, preseason is here. It's always fun to uh, watch them get started. Now, what isn't so fun about preseason, in my opinion, is... You know, you see injuries. I just talked about uh, Tristan Worfs, or not Tristan Worfs, but Jensen last year getting hurt, blew out his knee. He opted not to have surgery. He did uh, go with the stem cell procedure to help strengthen everything. But if you look, preseason just started Wednesday, a couple days ago. We already have injuries throughout the league. You know, you have uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, of Miami. A non-contact injury, torn his ACL. Uh, he's, so he's going to need surgery on that. He's, he's a big player on that Dolphins defense. Look at what happened to uh, Joe Burrow. Got carted off during practice for the Bengals the other day because of a calf injury. MRI came up negative, of course, and I think it's a good sign for him. But, um, no, he's out there wearing a, a, a calf Sleeve to try to uh, protect that the calf that he tweaked the day before, and all of a sudden he um, you know comes up limp and he has to go off the field. So you are going to have injuries in preseason. It's it's inevitable, and you know that can put a whole different perspective on some of these teams and what they need to do for the rest of the season, as we just mentioned, like with Jensen last year. So uh, some other football news. It looks like running back Dalvin Cook could possibly be signing with the Jets. We're going to talk more about the running backs. We're going to talk more about what's going on um, with the Players Association, and I think that um, that is something that's going to need a lot more conversation over the, this season because the, the running back situation in the NFL is in a situation where it's never been before, and there needs to be some type of um, some type of agreement on what's going to happen either amongst the players or with the players association so anyway lots to get to looking forward to talking more about the um, bucks with you I'd, like we said last week would love to hear your thoughts on how many games you think the bucks will win this year go through the schedule we'll break it down more next week shoot me a text or an email JimmyBSports.com. Let me know how many wins you think the Bucks will have in the 2023 season. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines, plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Staying on football for a second, I want to touch on the running back scenario in the NFL. We briefly 
talked last week about the running backs, more specifically um, Saquon Barkley with the Giants, on whether or not he should um, use his nuclear option with the holdout or go out there and play. On the show last week, I said he should go out there play this year, take the $10 million that was assigned with the franchise tag and prove himself again and get a big contract next year. Because quite honestly, the Giants can do the same thing to him next year with the franchise tag. You can do that twice to someone. So, you know, he agreed this past week to a one-year franchise tag offer of $10.1 million. And then another 900000 in incentives that triggers only if the Giants make the playoffs. So, and he's back on the field for uh, the preseason camp. And I think that is a good thing all the way around. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say why here. So I, I think that by him doing that, my take on it last week was, listen, you tried to get that. They offered you, I believe, $23 million a couple times. You said no. Um, it was the offer that he turned down before the deadline was a multi-year deal at $23 million in guaranteed money. So he said no, he held out, and he has to understand that it's a quarterback-driven league right now. His quarterback, Daniel Jones, signed a four-year, $160 million contract. Defensive tackle, Dexter Leonard, four years, 90 million. Left tackle, Andrew Thomas, five years, 117 million. So those are all the off seasons. Rather, he felt that, you know, he wanted to try and negotiate. He couldn't get it done. And he had the option of sitting out. To his credit, uh, which a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but to his credit, I think he went out there and decided to go ahead and play. He said, no, this is a quote from him, to sit out or sit in, I feel this year specifically, the best thing I could do for myself would be coming back, going out there and playing the game, game that I love, playing for my teammates, doing something I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. Now, he's been hurt for a couple years, and I'm glad that he decided to go out there and play this year. Was he? What were his options, really, to not play? I don't know how that helps any professional athlete by taking a year off in their respective sport and getting rusty and not being as sharp as they were coming into the next season. So I'm glad that he went out there and decided to play. Now, the running backs had a, a meeting. Uh, I guess it was a Zoom meeting last week, and it was a, kind of one of those things where they want to renegotiate with the Players Association um, their their contracts. They want to renegotiate the pay scale and what the owners should be doing. Now, Colts owner Jim Irsay, he's one of the people that says not he's not interested in rethinking the NFL's approach to handling running backs, despite the protest by the elite players. So, you know, the people I've mentioned, if you look right now, now, they have a negotiated CBA, and it took a long time to get the CBA, and they're seeing it as bad faith by some of the running backs. Um, for example, Pittsburgh running back Najee Harris said on Wednesday that what was discussed among a lot of the top running backs during that you know, aforementioned video conference was aimed at finding solutions to the compensation challenges um, at that position. You know, he said that 
you know, one of the things, one hypothetical resolution was using franchise tag numbers that are not assigned by position. So, I mean, that's something to think about. Is that an option? Uh, running backs who are assigned the franchise tag are slotted for a one-year salary that is less than any other position player. $10.091 million is what it is right now. Only kickers and punters at $5.39 million receive less via the franchise tag. So if you look for context, quarterbacks, cornerbacks, wide receivers, offensive and defensive linemen, and linebackers all receive franchise numbers in excess of $18 million. So that's something that I think needs to be looked at. But these owners, they're not going to go ahead. They're not, they don't want to engage in a conversation about how much of an advantage the franchise tag has been for some NFL clubs. So, you know, you have Barkley. We talked about him, and he's coming back. He's going to play. Now, Josh Jacobs, he has not signed his franchise tender, and this he's not reporting to training camp. So all indications show that he's going to be out of Las Vegas and not play. One of the top two or three running backs in the league last year. Uh, Colts, if you want to look at the Colts star running back, Jonathan Taylor. You know, he has seen his request for a new contract go unfulfilled this year. Um, he went to the public with his displeasure. He was placed this week on the physically unable to perform list and cannot practice until you know, he's reactivated. Uh, Taylor's agent responded to Ursay's dismissal of the new contract and said, bad faith is not paying your top offensive player. So there's a lot to be said There's a lot to be said from both sides right now. And I think that if you look at what's going to happen, there's going to have to be some type of agreement or you're not going to see a lot of running backs um, wanting to be running backs, in my opinion. Why would you? They go out there and and they get they get, you know, beat up every game practices and and whatnot. You need a running back to be able to balance any offensive attack. However, saying that there are a lot of running backs out there that you know can, can carry the load and and you know, maybe share the the balance of the workload and go out there so it's going to be an interesting time in the NFL and we're going to talk more about how that affects the fantasy uh, leagues the, the drafts and whatnot coming up because quite honestly it's always been known that running backs, go high in the in the draft and you want to have a team full of you know good running backs to be able to sustain the long season so we're going to talk more about that but there is something to keep your keep your eye on what's going to happen with uh these running backs as we go into uh the, the preseason here again uh barkley in my opinion did the right thing at least at this time because without that uh Without playing, he doesn't help himself out. So I'm glad he decided to do what he said he was going to do. Uh, let's get to the Rays. All right. So the Rays right now, obviously, they're playing Houston this weekend. Um, if you look at what they've done, they've been in a they've been in a slump lately. Probably the worst July in in Rays history. Uh, I would I would gather to say, and I think that if you look at what the Rays need to do. You have the trade deadline coming up here 
in the next couple of days. I believe it's Tuesday at at six o'clock. So if you're if you're Eric Nylander, you know that we need to get a bat, two bats possibly, and, and maybe a closer. Is that something that the Rays are going to go out there and and do? I think they need to. Like I said, the trade deadline is 6 p.m. on Tuesday. We had another injury to Eflin, if you saw this past week. Went after a um, went to field a bunt and strained his knee. Uh, we are looking at Lance Lynn, which we'll talk about here in a second. But you now we're two and eight in the last ten games. Uh, when you have your top three uh, batters in the lineup going one for twelve. In some the last couple games, it's not going to help. The Andy Diaz, he's going to be a DH this week's weekend series against the Astros. He was out with a uh, he was day to day after injuring his groin. He had a groin pull stretching off of first base, trying to fe- trying to uh, secure an out at first base. So injury bug is piling up. Every team goes through that, but right now the, the Rays they are missing something on this team and they really need to go out there and start um, getting something on this team that will allow them a fresh start or or another look at what they need to be doing. So I think they need a bat. We talked about Lance Lynn. A lot of the, the talks out there right now are saying that it looks like he's going to uh, you know, be a Ray here in the near future. He's got an ERA, I think, right now of, of, of 6.9 or something like that. 6.19. I don't know. Do we need another pitcher right now versus a bat? I mean, there are some people out there. You look at you know, Nolan Arnardo, he's out there. Uh, you look at some other people, uh, some other bats. Um, Mitch Keller's out there. You have. Rodriguez, you have Montgomery. Um, a lot of people are out there that is able to uh, go out there and help a team at the plate. What do you think the Rays need right now? Do you think that they need to pick up a, a starting pitcher with the injuries that we've had? Do you think they need a closer? Uh, yeah, I can buy into a closer. I, I don't like the, you know, one day it's it's this guy, next day it's this guy. No, I, I, I want to see a person go out there like Baltimore has. They have a closer, they go out there, they put them out there, they close out the game. So I think that that's what the Rays would be better off doing. However, uh, I think that our immediate need is for a good bat that we can count on during the season. Now, I got to ask you guys, when I say we need a good bat, what happened to the bats that we had in April and May and June? What, did they all forget how to hit all of a sudden? No. I, I, they don't. Do you go cold for this long? No. Are we still in the the playoff picture? Obviously, yes. We're only a game and a half out going into the weekend um, in the American League East. Baltimore's in first place. We saw what... Um, they did to us taking three out of four games last week. Does that mean that 
Uh, it's over for us. I hear so many naysayers and, you know, guys, we're, we're, we're a game and a half out of first place. And it seems as though everyone is so down on the race. All they want to do is talk about the Bucks in, in, in preseason. They're more interested in Ryan Jensen's knee than what the Rays need to do to make the playoffs. It's, it's amazing to me sometimes. So, but I get it because the Rays right now, they're not a fun team to watch. Um, were they fun when they were winning all those games? Sure. But what they need to do is go out there, shore up the lineup with a bat. But more importantly, in my opinion, is find out why they're in the funk that they're in right now. Again, Yandy Diaz, he was leading the team in a lot of categories. So we need him to be back in the lineup, no doubt about it. We need Franco to, you know, get his head in the game every game, not just, you know, two out of three or three out of four games, every game, and, you know, take some leadership role in this team. Until someone on this team steps up, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Somebody needs to step up and take this team on his back. I liked what Eflin was doing. He's someone that goes out there and even though he's not playing every day, you need a player that's, that's going to be out there you know, every day, not every fifth day, to go out there and, and lead this team. So, um, Love to hear your thoughts on what you think this team needs more than anything at this point before the 6 p.m. deadline on Tuesday. You can go to jimmybsports.com, send me, send me an email, let me know what you think, and we can talk about it on the show. We'll be right back to continue the show. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Freedom Junkie Beards. Free your beard from its dismal existence and kick it up a notch. Freedom Junkie Beards is made in the USA with the highest quality ingredients from beard oils, jellies, balms, and waxes to shine, hydrate, smooth, and control frizz to keep that beard in check. Protect your beard from the elements with an all-star lineup of products from Freedom Junkie Beards. American-made, American-grown. Online at fjbeards.com or text keyword BEARD to 64600. That's 64600 for more information. So if you're ready to join the Freedom Junkie Nation, then let's get bearded. A percentage of all sales are donated to charities supporting wounded veterans and vets with PTSD. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Let me take a couple emails here. We have Ed from Brandon saying... Jimmy B, how can you say it's not fun watching the Rays? We still have one of the best records in Major League Baseball. We got off to a great start, and we'll make the playoffs. Lighten up. Ed, that's a good email. What I said was, right now, it's not fun watching the Rays. What I don't like about watching them is, number one, when you can't put together back-to-back hits through seven, eight innings, like we did a couple times already this season, uh, it, it takes the fun out of it. When you're winning games, obviously, it's fun to watch. I don't see the enthusiasm is contagious. A lack of enthusiasm is contagious as well. Right now, this team, there is no enthusiasm with this team. Look at the people in the dugout. Look at the look at it now compared to what it was six weeks ago, 
seven weeks ago. There's a huge difference in what's going on with the chemistry, with the uh, enthusiasm that this team is playing with. There's something that was going on or is going on that needs to be changed. So until that happens, you know, obviously we're watching the games. We're not going to say we're not going to watch them. We, of course, we want to see them do well. We want to see them go on a different type of streak, a winning streak versus the losing streak. So until that happens, it's not fun to watch. And that holds true with any team in any sport from any fan. So that's my point with that. Another email, Rachel from Zefner. Jimmy B, you never talk about soccer. What do you think about the women's chances in the World Cup? Well, thank you for that email. I, I think that all you know, the women's soccer, they had a uh, disappointing uh, output against Netherlands this past week. They, they drew with them. I think it was one-to-one. -one. Um, and I think in that group, Group E they're in, they're... Um, Tied with the Netherlands, one one win, one draw apiece. They'll be playing Portugal this week. I think it's Tuesday they play Portugal. And there's a chance that uh, unless they win that match, that they, they could actually not advance to the... Um, to the next round in the World Cup, which would be a huge upset. I mean, if if Portugal finds a way to beat Andonovsky's team here, then that would really be uh, the, the talk of the sports world, I think, because that's not supposed to happen. And now talking of you know, the, the coach there, I'm not quite sure why he wasn't substituting in that game against the Netherlands. His team was tired in the second half. Yeah, he did substitute Rose Lavalle at, at halftime there, but um, other than her scoring that goal, uh, that team was, was done by the end of the game and he chose to uh, go for the draw rather than putting some fresh people in there, some fresh players to go ahead and get the win. I, I thought we should have won that game. So I'll, um, I, I do think that they'll regroup. They are a better team than Portugal. Uh, of course, you're gonna have uh, the Netherlands playing Vietnam, which is the fourth team in that group. And I look for the United States to uh, you know, use that as a, building block to come out. Now, I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm not the hugest soccer fan in the world. I'm not going to say I am, whether it be men's or women's. I do find it a little bit harder to watch the women after some of their antics um, that they've been now doing out there. And I'm going to say this because when the teams are out there, whoever they're playing, every other team seems to go out there and look forward to and is um, happy to sing the team's national anthem. They have their arms around each other as teammates and there's a sense of unity there. And uh, they go out there and um, it, it's good to see for some reason this soccer team, the women's soccer team, um, chooses not to do that for whatever reason it is. And I don't know, you know, what their advocates are, or, you know, what they're what they're doing it for. Like I said, I don't watch enough of the soccer. Come World Cup time, I'm obviously more into it on both the men's and the women's. But um, they just a lot of people, a lot of sports fans, a lot of avid sports fans will say to you, it's really tough to root for the women's team the way that they conduct themselves 
out there on the pitch before the games. And I'm just going to now leave it for what it is. So um, saying all that, I, I, I do hope that they're able to take care of business against Portugal and you know, get to the um, next round. Again, thank you for the email. Um, I also want to touch on another thing this week that um, happened. Bronny James, LeBron James's son, um, went down at a USC basketball practice. Uh, as you know, Le- LeBron Ch- James's son, Bronny, I believe he's 19 years old, going to the um, USC out there in California. One of the top basketball prospects in the uh, in the country does have the option to go pro with the 20 after the 2024 I believe you have to be there for two years in college before you can um, I believe go pro so I think that if you look at what happened with him they were at a scrimmage this past week and um, he collapsed basically uh, paramedics came were able to get him to the hospital and as of right now we don't know what caused that and here you have a a 19 year old um, athlete in tip top shape and we're seeing more and more of these top athletes just uh, having looks like cardiovascular issues and I'm really not sure what's going on no you can listen to some people saying well I you know We've had more of these issues ever since COVID reared its ugly head and uh, possibly due to you know, all, all the vaccines and whatnot, some myocarditis has been showing up. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not a doctor and I have no, no, um, no way of agreeing or disagreeing with any of those statements. I mean, you could read all the, the articles yourself and make your own decision. But one of the things that I will say is that people better start finding out what is going on with these athletes because it's never happened before the way it is. So there's something that is going on and it would be nice to know. Um, Obviously, people have privacy rights and respect that with not just the James family, but with everyone. Uh, But there should be a statement when you're in the spotlight like that other than saying... We appreciate everyone's thoughts and prayers. It would be nice to know, know what did happen. What did the doctors say it was so that we can stop it from happening to someone else. And that's my point of, of saying any of it. So hopefully Bronny gets a speedy recovery and uh, can continue with his college career there. Guys, again, that's um, thank you for listening to the show. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. It always goes by so quick. I appreciate the emails. appreciate the comments. Look forward to seeing the emails with how many games you think the Bucks will win. We're going to talk about that next week. I'll give you my number on the show next week, and we'll see what the consensus is. Trask or Mayfield, let me know, and let's hope that the Rays have a good weekend against the Astros. As always, stay Stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next weekend in the gymnasium. Have a great week. Bye.